when the things you seek have been lost to time. Look no further. We can go get them. We're Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for any time paradoxes, historical retaliations, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any questions regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered in time. Previously on Murphy's Inc., Michael, Daphne, Hart, and James made the jump to 1518 Strasbourg, Alsace, attempting to try and fix the side effects of a Gleason experiment. While in Strasbourg, the team splits up into pairs in an attempt to cover more ground. Both groups find themselves upsetting people along the way, and one member loses their all-important earpiece. And Isaac has informed the Shadow Leader of an upcoming important mission, where they will be working hip-to-hip with Murphy. From the records of Constance Murphy. Personnel file number STLKRD0. Michael Alexis. A man of few words, but helpful in just about every situation. Michael is a natural-born leader. However, his life has been wrought with tragedy. The murders of his parents instilled a desire for vengeance in Michael. However, Michael spent almost a decade in the military, which tempered that desire and helped him become a man who lives to serve others and to stand for justice. Michael is younger than me, but is certainly old-fashioned, perhaps born a few decades too late. A man of simple pleasures, he has an affinity for the kids' menu at a restaurant. Ouch. Easy there, Daphne. Sorry. It honestly doesn't look that bad. You've endured worse, Michael. True, but unlike some people, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Taking a series of punches doesn't feel like it used to. Maybe next time you'll think before engaging in a boxing match then. You implying that I started it? Bruno seemed to think that I'd initiated a dance with his wife. Come on, Daph, you know me. You couldn't pay me to dance. She came up to me and was gyrating all over the place, and before I knew it, Bruno came up and sucker punched me. Mm-hmm. And this Bruno fella, are you two friends? Or are you on a first-name basis with every stranger you come into contact with? I'd hardly say we are friends. We did strike up a conversation, mostly about his family and his madness. Bruno is a lost and unfortunate soul. I was thinking something more along the lines of misunderstood, but I suppose lost and unfortunate works just as well. Air. Oh, my sincere apologies. Martin Busa. And who might you two be? I'm Michael, and this is my wife, Daphne. A pleasure to meet you both. What brings you to Strasbourg? We're theologians, and we were sent here to observe the chaos that has fallen upon this beautiful city. Mm-hmm. I'm a missionary of sorts, you might say. Welcome. 
As fellow enlightened minds, would you please accompany me? I believe there are things we could discuss that would be mutually beneficial. So dramatic. Oh, yep, that's definitely dumb. You two talk a lot, you know that? Pain was shooting through my head the entire way from the city. What do you want from us? Why did you kidnap us? <laughs> patience, patience, young Frau. I'm getting there. Uh, but first, uh, can I get you some food? You both look a bit famished. I could eat, but maybe not in the smelly barn if that can be arranged. Why, of course, my good man. All right, up on your feet. You too. Now, follow me to the house. Gleason? Oh, yes, Daphne? Michael and I are okay, but we were just approached by a gentleman named Martin Boother. He's asked us to join him in a tavern. We need you all to research to make sure we're not walking into something. I can't place it, but the name sounds so familiar. Okay, uh, I'll have the librarian and, um... Uh, the librarian and, um... The intern get right on it. Okay, gang, Michael and Daphne are okay, but they've been approached by uh, Martin Booser. We need to get them information about him, ASAP. Daphne is concerned there might be something afoot. Thank goodness that Michael and Daphne haven't started dancing in the streets. I concur, though they are not out of the rapids yet. Not until they are back here would I consider them to be safe. That is why it's vital that we help navigate them and advise them to the utmost degree. We don't need another incident like what occurred between Michael and Eric the Red. True, true. It's been a while since we've heard from Hart or James. Hart? Come in, Hart. This is Gleason. Do you copy? Hart, this is Gleason. Do you copy? Over. Gleason, is, is everything all right over here? I'm afraid not. It appears that Hart's earpiece isn't working. Or it's not on her person. She's not answering and I'm getting only static from the receiver. This Michael, he approached you, began talking about the dancing sickness, and then began dancing with your wife? That is correct, Your Grace. 
And then his wife got up on stage and started dancing, as if she were mocking the whole thing. I'd hardly deem that an arrestable offense, Herr Bruno, unless you're claiming that he had something more sinister in mind. I don't understand. You see this gadget? One of my men found it outside the guild hall on the ground. I believe it belongs to a woman, the one who so rudely questioned me yesterday at the meeting. It is a form of seder, no doubt, and I have a signed decree giving ordinance for her immediate capture and trial. Hmm. But, now that you speak of this man and his wife's actions, I think there may be a connection between them. Are you certain of that? I am. The woman who criticized me, the young man who was with her, and her Mikhail and his wife are all in collusion. I'm sure of it. They're using Seder against our people, which includes your wife. They must be stopped. Here is what you are to do. Find her Mikhail and his band of miscreants and bring them to me. Alive. The Wuller trial will be waiting for them upon their arrival. Am I understood? Understood, sir. Ah, very well, good and faithful servant. And uh, Bruno? Yes? Should you fail to complete your mission or fail to deliver these sibyls to me, I cannot guarantee your family will be spared the consequences. With God as my witness, I will not fail you. Excuse me, monsieur, but you never gave us your name. Oh, goodness me, right you are, mademoiselle. Forgive me. Xavier Duart. Uh, at your service. And you? I'm Hart, and this is James. Just out? Come now. You had to have meant more to your mama than that. Oh, okay, if you insist. Josephine. I am Josephine Antoinette Hart. What a beautiful name. No shame in it. Is everyone enjoying this too? Oh, yes. It's delicious. Toros ain't got nothing on on this. Toros? I'm sorry, uh, who is this Toro you speak of? Toro? Oh, he's a... He's a guy... Irrelevant to our situation? I know you did not abduct us and bring us to your lovely home just to feed us stew, monsieur. Now will you please explain your reasoning for bringing us here? I went to the burgers meeting for similar reasons as I suppose you did. To expose Branson the council for mishandling this misery that has come upon our land and its people. I'm not only referring to the dancing, but the famines and disease that came right before it. It is no coincidence to me that these disasters have rained upon Strasbourg since the burgers. Mainly Brants have taken power. It is they who have brought this mania upon us. If that is true, then why do the people delay in rising up against them? If only it were that simple. It may not seem so, 
But there were people in that meeting, many of whom I'm acquainted with, who believe the same as I do. But they are like sheep. Too frightened of the burghers to stand up against them and take Strasbourg out of their grips and release it where it rightfully belongs. To us, the people. I was among the sheep myself once. I kept to myself and wanted no part of the madness. I gave on to Ragnar Lothbrok and gave on to the Allfather as I was supposed to. Then the vultures came and raised the taxes and lowered the cost of wheat. When they realized I was not paying my fair share, they came and set my fields ablaze, destroying every grain. Agatha, the love of my life, my betrothed, witnessed it all and reached out to a friend, Marie, to see if she or the followers of Norn could help. Shortly after, she began to dance and dance and dance and I couldn't make her stop. Soon she joined the masses and danced herself to an early grave. And that's when I decided to no longer be a sheep and became a wolf. So that's why you took us then? To join your revolution? No, I would not ask such a thing of you. But I knew from the moment I saw you, Mademoiselle, that you were the answer to our prayers. I don't understand. What do I have to do with any of this? Your necklace. It is the Uros rune, is it not? Yes, yes it is. That necklace holds healing power, but only if it is laid on the pulpit in the Strasbourg Cathedral. I believe that necklace is the key to ending the plague. Hart, you know we'll pay for swaying from the mission later, but thousands of innocent lives are at stake right now. We've got to return it to where it belongs. Your friend is right, mademoiselle. And if I know the Bergels, they've sent guards out looking for you and the necklace as we speak. Which is why we cannot stay here any longer. We must leave immediately. Excuse us for just a moment. I don't know about this. I just found this necklace in the street not long after we got here and thought it might work well for Gleason's lady friend. Hard. Listen to me. Listen to me. Gleason will be fine. But what won't be fine is us knowingly not saving an entire population from a freaky dance plague for the sake of our friend getting a piece of jewelry to give to a woman I'm not entirely sure he's in a committed relationship with. Okay, okay, relax. Monsieur Duhart, let's take this to the cathedral. Great. Follow me then. I think Xavier is my long-lost ancestor. I recognize the crest on the cutlery. A knight on top of a shield. Wow, that's wonderful. And I'm not trying to doubt you, but think about it. He's a peasant. How can he afford nice cutlery with a family seal imprinted on it? I haven't thought about that, but I don't have time to mull over it now. We need to focus on getting to the cathedral and returning the necklace to its rightful place. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, heart? Where is your earpiece? My earpiece? What, what do you mean? Oh no, it's gone. It must have fallen out of my ear when Xavier grabbed us. Do you think he'll let us make a quick detour at the guild hall to look for it? I doubt it. But 
Don't worry about it. I still have mine, and the battery will eventually die. Are you two ready for our journey? As will ever be. never understand how women can wear such enormous hats. My neck is killing me. Yes, but in that dress, you are an absolute knockout. Are you gonna keep that after the mission? Gods, no. Do you want it? She's always stealing something. Mind your own business. You're just mad you didn't call dibs first. No, I don't waste my time on things I couldn't fit in. Exactly! Wait, what are you trying to say? I'm saying you're not going to wear it anymore, so why bother? Why must you insist on bringing something home from every mission? You don't sell it, you just let it collect space. Are you calling me a hoarder? Yep, a hoarder that needs to lay off the mead. Can we just have a day, one day, when you two are not taking shots at each other? We need to focus on our mission. Where are we going? I didn't receive anything on my tablet. Me neither. Oh, is it a... Top secret mission? Every mission we do is top secret. Why do you think they call us the Shadows? All I know is that we'll be meeting Murphy in England. We will get our itineraries as soon as we arrive. Murphy? Our fearless leader returns. Thank the gods. Isaac is certainly working on my last nerve. Why why is Murphy in the field? We we have plenty of shadows to cover whatever's going on. Or they could send Michael. (laughs) But I mean, that's Does it matter? We get to work with the big boss. And why are you so in love with Michael? He's like twice your age. I'm not in love with Michael. What's with all your excitement over Murphy, hmm? You're gonna try to add the Chief to your collection too? I swear, if I didn't have this dress on, I'd- You'd what? Compromise the mission? Blow your cover? We're in the House of Nobles, about to run an important mission with the boss. Carry yourselves with a bit of dignity, please. Sorry, I'm just a little spicy today. Between this and the university, I am spent. Ah, quit your whining. You know what you signed up for. At least you're getting a scholarship. (laughs) The scholarship is a consolation prize. I'm more of a glorified babysitter. Since you brought it up, how is that going? Why is Langley so obsessed with her? You know, I don't know. Honestly, that girl's a dead end. Oh, we're here. Sorry. What did I miss? You missed the whole briefing. What took you so long? You gave us 30 minutes to be here for an emergency mission? Be happy we made it. What did I miss? Murphy's back. Murphy went somewhere? You can't be serious. Hurry up, put these clothes on. You want me to change here? Yes, now get ready. Okay, it's almost lights out at HQ. I expect all of you to present yourselves properly to the chief. No fooling around, and protect your cover at all times. 
Our target is the Eye of Norn. What's that? <sighs> useless. Utterly useless. At least we agree on something. Focus. Daphne, can you hear me? Yes, but not alone. Tell me what you've got. Go ahead, child. Fill her in. Okay. Martin Booster is approximately 27 years old. He studied at the University of Heidelberg, Germany. This is where he became familiar with Martin Luther. His parents held citizenship in Strasbourg, which is why he's there. Aside from marrying a nun and being excommunicated from the church because of it, I think he's a pretty upstanding guy. You and Michael should not have anything to worry about. Yeah. Worst case, he's going to try to talk to you about Martin Luther's 99 thesis around issues in the Catholic Church, which were recently released. And he might try to get you to go to a prayer meeting. ironic it is for a missionary to be in a pub of all places. It's not something you see every day, I'll admit. It wasn't my first choice, but as Christ himself said, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We didn't mean to offend you or imply that you are some heathen because you're here. I'm not offended at all. In fact, I'm delighted that you question my presence here in this tavern. You see, the tavern keeper allows me to hold prayer meetings here, in secret, of course. As a converted Protestant and a reformer, I'm a sore thumb in the eyes of the law and the Catholic Church. I also have not found any friends amongst those that follow the teachings of the Norn. Pardon me, Mr. Booser, but would you have any affiliation with Martin Luther? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. He's the reason I converted, and I've been his protege for a few months now. Have you attended one of his meetings yet? No, as theologians, we try to observe different religions from an arm's length. Oh, you both must attend one during your travels. You will not be disappointed. I have read his 99 theses on why he wanted to break away from the Catholic Church. 99 theses? Indeed, all of them. Miss, I believe you are mistaken. Martin did not compose 99 of theses, only 95. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I would have sworn I read 99. Ah, welcome in, Bruno. It's been a while since you've come by. Can I get you a drink? No, thank you. But I could use your help in looking for someone. I'm looking for a man, and I believe you may know him. A man? That's pretty vague. I don't believe I know who you are referring to. 
Are you sure a man hasn't entered this tavern at any point this evening? Come on, Bruno. You know it would not be good business for me to be sharing who has or who has not been here. Maybe some silver can make for good business. Hmm? Well, with a sack like that, I might be able to think a little bit harder about who's been in here. for continuing to esteem you, Herr Booser, but I think it's so amazing that you know the Martin Luther. Yes, I suppose it is an honor to study under such an astute believer as he. However, I consider it my privilege to do so, and I daily remind myself that I am not proclaiming Martin Luther's work, nor my own, but his work indeed. That was very beautiful and profound. I consider myself more of a student of religion in general, but I can see how Herr Luther and his movement have taken Europe by storm. Herr Michael, I know you're here. Know yourself. Daphne. Daphne, shh. I hear someone coming. Listen. Herr Michael, come out at once. I am on orders from His Grace Sebastian Brandt to arrest you. This is your final warning. Bruno, we've got to leave now. Who is this brand person and why does he have a warrant out for your arrest? I don't know, Daph, but we don't have time to toss about theories. You're coming with us, Padre. Padre, I'll have you know that I'm a stool. Yeah, though. yeah, I know. You're not a cat. <laughs> I've got you now. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Ah! I've been hit. Where? In in my leg. Michael, look. Someone got him with an arrow. Indeed they have. At least it's clean through and doesn't appear to have hit anything major. Air Booster, we need to get you to a safe place so we can bandage this wound. Where do you live? No, we don't. We don't have time for that. There's a physician not far from here whom I know very well. Take me to him, please. We need to at least get a tourniquet on your leg. What is a tourniquet? Here, wrap this around the wound. Now we can't have you bleeding out on us, Herr Booser. Good, that should work. Daphne, help me lift him up. Put your arm under his armpit. There you go. Huh. Thank you. And please, call me Martin. All right, Padre. Guide us to this doctor of yours. It is with a heavy heart that I must ask you, my fellow citizens and council members, to perform a task for me. It is not my desire that anyone should perish, but in my position, one has no other choice but to make such undesirable decisions. Nevertheless, I come before you today to tell you we have Waller 
in our midst, and we must rid Strasbourg of them. Therefore, the Council and I have ordered their immediate capture, and they shall be placed on trial for their crimes. Hear, hear, Yes, madam, I see that you want to speak. I have allowed women to attend today because of the seriousness of the situation. Speak. Forgive me, your grace, but how are we to know for certain there are voyeurs in Strasbourg? And for what crimes are they to be tried? All of you under the sound of my voice, listen to me now when I tell you these waller have placed a curse on us. A dancing curse. <laughs> settle down, settle down. I understand the truth of this is burdensome, but I would not be before you at this moment if it were not true. Why, what else could be the cause of this disease and a reason for numerous failed attempts at curing it, if not a curse placed on us by these wallers? To answer your question, madam, their crimes are those against peace and against humanity. Which is why you can stand with me and see to it that they are caught. Then all of this unpleasantry will be over. Or you can choose the alternative and watch as more and more of our people fall victim to this curse. The choice is yours. You heard him, everybody. For the sake of the fallen, let's catch these practices of Seder and end this once and for all. Here you go, Gleason. It's so refreshing to prepare a dish for someone that seems to have such a refined palate. Oh, thank you. And Mr. Langley, I hope that the Svalbard ptarmigan is to your liking. Thank you. I've also gone ahead and prepared a dessert of white chocolate polar bears for both of you. Enjoy, gentlemen, and please let me know if there's anything else I can bring you. That will be all for now. Please leave us as we have much to discuss. Of course, Mr. Langley. Look, Isaac. I know that you're not happy with me about this mission, but if we are able to deliver on your necklace, then it won't be a total loss, right? Delivering the necklace would be good for both of us. If the claims are to be believed, you may be able to correct your blunder, and I will have something to give the chief as a tribute. Do you think Murphy will understand why we are doing what we are doing? Mr. Gleason, I will remind you that we are not doing this. You told me in no uncertain terms that this was going to happen. I just told you to get me the necklace as a way of trying to feel better about this happening while the chief is away. Oh, I see. So I'm basically on an island alone in this. What exactly do you plan to tell Murphy about all of this? The one thing you should know about me by now is that I tell the chief everything they need to know to make the best decisions in running this company. Well, it's my bed, so I suppose I should get prepared to lay in it.
part. The more I think about it, Xavier may know you're related to him. What makes you say that? I don't know. He had the oddest look on his face when you gave him your name. Almost like he knew something. Hot is a fairly common name, you know. Yeah, but I don't think it was your surname that piqued his interest. I think it was your given name, Josephine. He's right, you know. It is a beautiful name. It suits you. Keep your voices down, you too. I'm coming up on a roadblock, which looks to consist of Brent's men. They're looking for you, no doubt. You'll be fine. Stay very still and don't come out from the covering. More importantly, keep quiet. Bring up the next wagon. Next wagon. Come, come. Halt. Whoa, girl. Whoa. I must search your wagon. Greetings, soldier. May I ask what you're looking for? I am ordered to search every wagon, carriage, and chariot of each passenger that travels along this road. Apparently, there are trespassers committing Seder in Strasbourg as we speak. There are checkpoints throughout the area. I can assure you, you will not find any voliere lurking about in my wagon. But by all means, search. Hmm. Is there a problem, soldier? No. You're all clear to proceed. Though I try to reduce some of your load, it isn't safe to be weighted down so heavily. You could break an axle, and you run the risk of being robbed along the highway. Certainly. Thank you, soldier, for the suggestion. I shall consider it. Uh, good day to you. I, for one, cannot wait to tell everyone that a 16th century Alsatian soldier basically called us fat. Ah, yeah, well, that is certainly a tale to tell. Speaking of which, I just realized we haven't spoken to anyone in quite some time. We should probably check in and let them know what has happened and where we're going. And since I lost my earpiece... Say no more. I got you covered. Why, thank you, kind sir. Anytime, Madame Josephine. Michael. Come in, Michael. Hey, it's James. Hart and I were captured, and it's a long story. But you and Daphne need to meet us at the Strasbourg Cathedral. What do you mean you lost him? Did you not present the tavern keeper with the silver I gave you? Yes, your grace. I did. And she showed me to the back room where Herr Michael was with the lady and that heretic Boozer. But when I entered the room, they jumped out of the window. I am eternally surrounded by imbeciles. Michael. Come in, Michael. Listen, your grace. One of them is speaking. Yes, I can hear that. Perhaps if you would keep your mouth closed, I could hear more, hmm? And we'll fill you in on all the details once we get there. 
if you are aware or not, but the burgers are looking for all of us. They believe we're well here, which is possibly my fault because I ticked off one of them. But that's not the point. Just meet us at the cathedral, okay? Oh, praise be to the Almighty above. Sebastian, you've done it. You've caught them. You know what that means, old boy? You're this much closer to becoming Emperor. Guards, ready the team. But, but your grace, what about me finding Herr Michael and defending my wife's honor? That was the deal we agreed to. Or are you not a man of your wo- for a second as your wife's honor. Any grandson of mine, you sniveling excuse for a husband. Am I understood? Yes, your grace. The team is ready, your grace. Good. Come along, Bruno. The cathedral awaits us. No. I'm not going to miss you, your grace. I meant what I said. I will find Herr Michael, and I will avenge my wife's honor. I must say, I am disappointed in your disbelief of my cognizance and capability to capture Herr Mikhail and his friends. But I understand. In fact, I knew it would eventually come to this. You succumbing to your own desires, that is. Do you know how I came to this dreadful realization? Because underneath that beastly exterior is a weak man. You are weak, Bruno. Because you let your emotions get the better of you. Instead of doing what's moral and righteous. What does that make you? Hunting down supposed Vulur instead of finding a cure for my Lena? And the others falling ill and dying from this plague. That's real moral and righteous of you, Sebastian. I didn't want to do this, Bruno. But you've left me no other option. Guards, prepare her. Okay, who? What's happening? What? Lena? Lena? Where are they taking her? Answer me, Brandt! Take a step outside. See for yourself. No, 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 no! no. Lena! Make them remove her from that noose this instant, Brandt! I'm afraid I cannot do that, Bruno. I warned you what would happen should you fail to follow through on your end of the deal, and contrary to you, I am a man of my world. Please, Your Grace. Please don't do this! We're all set. On your order, Your Grace. Please! Paulette. Oh! Lena! There. No. She's cured now. No! 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 Lena. Oh, my beautiful Lena. Did nothing to deserve this. Nothing. Look at what you've done, Brand. Look at what.
what you've done. <laughs> Come on, you bloody machine! There has to be a way to use this damn thing. Miss Murphy, why don't you have a seat? While we recognize your intelligence, our technology is frankly out of your league. I thought it was a thermostat. It's so hot in here, isn't there something you can do about it? We can, and as long as you continue to cooperate, we will accept your request. Oh yes, oh, that is so much better already. Since, frankly, I see that I won't be getting out of here anytime soon, it is in both of our interests that I cooperate. Very intelligent indeed. So then, what is our topic of discussion today? What is a witch? You mean like the derogatory usage when women want to be nasty toward one another? No. Okay. Well, the short answer is witches are people, mostly women, that are believed to have supernatural powers obtained through harnessing the forces of nature. Television and movies would have you believe that they ride around on brooms and brew potions, that they have some sort of deep connection to Satan. They have also been known as Vulur, sorcerer, enchanter, warlock, magician, and many others. We see that these witches have been put on trial and hunted for over 2,000 of your years. Do these people actually yield supernatural, as you call them, powers? To the best of my knowledge, no. There have been claims throughout the centuries, but there never seems to be any actual hard evidence. Then how is it that these people are found guilty of any crimes and thereby punished? Great question. The oldest case I'm aware of is Theris of Lemnos. To me, she seemed like a snake oil salesman, claiming that she could heal people with, frankly, illicit drugs. We are aware of this. Again, no powers were exhibited, and yet she and her children were executed. I don't know what to tell you. Even in the last 50 years, there have been multiple witch hunts, trials, and executions. A terroristic group in the Middle East was going around beheading street magicians or accusing people of sorcery for using medicine to heal people. Why do you think your kind seems to be so obsessed with killing each other? Ultimately, I suppose it comes down to one of two things. One, they don't understand something and it scares them. Or two, they have a belief that others don't share with them. So they have a problem with those people. I'm not saying that I agree with any of this. Generally, I believe in live and let live. As long as what you are doing does not negatively impact me, go forth and do it. Interesting. You do not find that to be in the least bit selfish? I... uh... Well, no. If anything, it is selfless. I'm allowing others to basically do whatever they want to live their lives as they see fit, 
and to be themselves. This episode was written by Ashley Dean, Tyrus Rayner, and Mark Helton. Directed by James Devereaux Lewis. Produced by Mark Helton, James Devereaux Lewis, and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. Original artwork by Lawrence and Diego Iriarte. This episode featured the voice talents of Kirsty Harrison as Murphy, Jenny Helton as Daphne, Shandon Loring as Michael, Mark C. Helton as Gleason, Tyrus Rayner as Isaac, Carrie Hampton as Hart, Quinn Caffarata Jenkins as Philippe, Kaz Chandler as The Librarian, Stephanie Bauman as Intern 1, James Devereaux Lewis as Intern 2, Caitlin Cole as Autumn, with Anita Kelly as Sylvia, Michelle Calhoun as The Interrogator, Remy Savard as Sebastian Brandt, Angel Kabarlock as Xavier Duhart, Spencer Stoner as Martin Booser, Catherine Hampton as The Tavern Keeper, Cassandra as Shadow Leader, Tara Eon as Shadow 2, Sarah Villarde as Shadow 3, C.R. Edwards as Shadow 4 and The Guard, Frank Riley as Burger Number 1, R. Mike Kelly as Burger Number 2, Joe Bly as The Soldier and The Executioner, Castle Schaub as The Brave Woman, Greg Zemma as Bruno Muller, and I'm Connor Howard, your announcer. This series is developed and proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues. 